This episode of Latinos Out Loud is brought to you by McDonald's. You know our crew could talk about McDonald's all day long, and we'd still run out of time. That's because we can't get enough of McDonald's delicious menu. Filled with some of our absolute favorites, like their crispy golden fries, right? Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's truly impossible to resist papitas, even when they're not your own. That's true. For real, I stay stealing my friends' fries. Oh, yeah, I always steal my friends' fries. Um, And my family's. (laughs) But um, let's talk about breakfast, all right? Because I love McDonald's because their breakfasts are out of this world. The breakfast platter is my favorite, you know? It's like a a build-your-own-breakfast sandwich kit. Yes, great choice. You know, and it satisfies my sweet and my savory breakfast cravings, okay? Mm. Let me tell you what it comes with, all right? Warm biscuit, right? Savory Ooh. hot sausage. Yeah. They got some fluffy scrambled eggs. You know how they do. They Love got it. the crispy hash browns. Mm. And, of course, to top it off, the golden brown hotcakes. Oh, my God. This is my breakfast platter paradise, okay? So wow. good. So good. Can I just syrup. say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, when the syrup makes its way to the other members of the platter, mm. when it creeps its way onto the fluffiness of the scrambled eggs and the hot sausage of the hash browns, isn't that right. like a home run? Rachel, <laughs> enough, all right? I'm hungry now. Um, Frank, what so is, what's your favorite McDonald's breakfast dish? Come on, guys. You know me too long. You know it's the sausage McMuffin with egg, okay? The, with the hash browns, mm. which fits perfectly in between the muffin and the egg. Oh, yeah. in the morning, it's, I mean, come on. You can't go in, I mean, the savory hot sausage, okay? With a slice of melted American cheese on top? With the crispy English muffin? <laughs> come on. It's like guys, a you know me well. Big, it's like a morning Big Mac. Oh, there you go. There you go. You hit it right <laughs> in the head, Jamie. Boom. Okay, okay That's Rachel, what it is. the guys, we're done talking. We want to know what's your, what's your go-to McDonald's breakfast dish. Yes. You know, I'm a sausage burrito type of girl. Discovering the green chilies can make for a tasty morning surprise, Frank. And I can count on McDonald's for a great one-handed breakfast, okay? Comes in very handy when you're a multitasking Mm -hmm. mom of two. And the sausage burrito (laughs) is loaded with fluffy scrambled egg, pork sausage, melty of meltiest cheeses, green chiles, and onion wrapped in a soft Mm. tortilla. That's my go-to people and wow. I got one hand to eat with and one hand to do whatever I got to do change diapers you know how it goes Teloeros, I mean after we eat our breakfast platters our sausage McMuffins with eggs and our sausage burritos there's only one thing we say to ourselves after eating McDonald's I'm loving it I'm, I'm loving, loving it, it. yeah Wow. Wow. No gunshots today. Nope. We're not. And that's no gunshots. Right. You know what? I, I, um, I'm not violent with my sound effects as, as our good friend and fellow co-host Frank Nibs is, but Frank is not on the show today, unfortunately. So he's, he's doing his sound effects somewhere else right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I decided to go no sound effects and let Rachel just take, take it over, yo it up. You know, I sometimes, 
you don't want to like tie too much to the yo's, right? It's kind of, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Let, let Rachel do her thing. This is what I feel mm -hmm. like the listeners are, are, are telling me. Thanks, Jamie. Sometimes I do have to do a yo-yo acapella, you know, and acapella yo, it's just like me and the yo's and you, you, the listener. And you, the listener, yo are here. Your yokapalas. <laughs> you know, they are pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. Yo, somebody really, like recently put me onto Pitch Perfect. It's really, it's really well written. Those films are really, really well written. I mean, they yeah. have Jamie jokes everywhere. I love the first one. Uh, I, I don't, I feel like I kind of gave up on the second one early on and then I never even saw the third one, but I really like the first one. Yeah. So... Um, I might have to check out the rest of the trilogy one one of these days. But again, uh, it was a, a film that I was put on to very late. But then I'm like, oh, my God, this is punny. Funny. So funny. And that's our thing, you know, here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast, which is where we all are right now, right here. Hi, I'm your friend, Rachel La Loca. Yeah. What up? And this is Jay Ferns. Uh, Rachel, I'm surprised you didn't do kind of like an old school reggae yo, because um, judging from your Instagram story, you uh, <laughs> recently were um, at an old school reggae show. I mean, you want to do you want to tell the listeners specifically where you were? Oh, Jamie, I cannot wait to get into this murder. She wrote people because wow, universe. Wow. Uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about this. OK, those of you that know me know I am obsessed with 90s dance hall, dance hall, dance reggae. Hall, yeah. OK, you know, the stuff that we listened to when we were at the cup parties in high school. The grind, and yeah, where, like, I remember, yeah, like, in grammar school, you know, us, like, 12-year-olds grinding. <laughs> well, other 12-year-olds are grinding. I was still, like, prepubescent and was like, whoa, like, uh, you know, maybe one day I'll get to thrust my hips like this. Uh, I will, uh, Jamie, I will never forget, like, you just brought me to such a vivid place in my life. I will never forget. It was Cunningham Junior High School cafeteria flipped into the after hours dance. You know, <laughs> I, I hated those dances because the dance used they always use the cafeteria and it smelled like cafeteria at the dance. Mm -hmm. Like, how are we supposed to grind on the boys that we like? When it smells like the French bread pizza oh my, and yeah, old yeah. chocolate the, milk. The square Elio <laughs> style pizza. Um, yeah, but I, we used to have those things. We used to have, I went to Catholic school and we used to have like, you know, f uh, uh, where Fridays, some Fridays you would get to dress up in regular clothes and not like the freaking I... prison style uniform that they, that they force you to wear. And so <laughs> Friday was like, yo, everybody's wearing our clothes, you know. Uh, and they used we they used to have these um, people used to dance in the hallways to this old <laughs> this these this dance hall music and grind and like we were doing this like underneath like crucifixes of Jesus and oh pictures of Virgin Mary God. and then you see kind of like you know Jose and you know Cindy like grinding right you know uh, you know action yeah. that's Jesus. <laughs> and again, I was still too, like, I hadn't had pu puberty, you know, puberty hadn't hit me yet. So if any, nobody wanted to grind with the, 
you know, the 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 super short kid who who was pale and <laughs> skinny, Bendito. super short, pale kid. But you know, I I used to watch this and be like, wow, this is very adult for an eighth grade class. Right. You took me to such a vivid yeah. moment that I had. Okay, so I went to a school that wasn't so diverse, but you know, there was representation. And I was in this like, you know, class for the advanced and such. So like I wasn't really talking shabaranks in science with, you know, my boy George. You know what I'm saying? Like we were it wasn't until these dances where they brought in these like, you know, hood DJs that played a little bit of everything. And I vividly remember when the reggae would come on, it was like a spark. It was like, yo, there's these beats, this like Shaba, like uh, I don't know, Mr. Loverman. Like I just, oh my God, it was just so great. And I started dancing. And I remember homegirl was like, yo. This white girl got rid of. And I'm like, yo, I'm not white, but okay, thank you. <laughs> and then I started like having a lot of like more diversity in my friendship circles and reggae became a cultural thing. You know what I'm saying? For me, like I went to school in Flatbush High School, went to Midwood, went to Brooklyn College in like an, the epicenter of Caribbean culture in Brooklyn. Ooh. So it's, it was deep and, and it's been a love that I've had ever since. So here's how the universe works. You ready for this, Jamie? Yeah. Are you are you ready? Like, you know, my stories like when the universe works like this, I got to bring it up to the surface and talk about it with my friends. Friends, listen to this. OK, so bet there's this reggae concert happening called Reggae Love Fest and tickets went up for it months ago and it was supposed to take place in February. And then the variant came out. So they postponed it and whatnot. And I'm like, yo, coming out like the pockets with all this money. Sometimes I get mother's guilt if I'm going to keep it real. I'm like, yo, I could drop a buck 50 on these tickets to see some of my favorite reggae artists or I can get Donovan the new the new uniforms that he needs. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like it's hard when so I you have to be a champion mother. Oh God! <laughs> yes! Jimmy! So yes, good one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Champion mama. And then, yeah, but you know what? Every champion mother also has to treat herself like a champion as well. True. Like, you do it for the kids, but you have to also do it for yourself, ladies. So I decided to like say, okay, let me not spend the money now and see when the, when the event gets closer. Maybe the ticket price will drop or something. So none of the above happened. Yeah. And it was the day before the event. And I kind of just chalked up the L. I still had no plans that night. But I saw a good friend of mine, shout out to Danny Hastings, put up a post, a videographer in need for a reggae concert in New York City. Hit me up, and in hit me up if interested. So that's, I hit when him you up heard and the, like, that's when you heard the, oh. Uh, the saints yes. in your head. I heard all of it. It was like uh, the reggae gods were calling me and they were telling I you, you go ahead, go they ahead. were telling you to take action. <laughs> yes, all of it. So I, I hit him up and I'm like, yo, tell me about this need because I think I could be the solution. You know what Ooh, I'm saying? Okay, mi gente. So then he connected me, long story short. Okay, guys, not only was I in the building, I'm talking all access pass in the building, okay? Backstage, people? on stage. 
side stage. I was the stage for Shaba Ronks. Wow. I was like, Shaba, just walk on me, okay? Mr. Loverman, I can't! It was so crazy. You guys, these are like my favorite artists. Um, But I was also working, and shout out to Romel Rodriguez. I was his shadow. We were out there. We were in the nosebleeds with the flags waving. And, and shout out to DJ Ted Smooth, Latino DJ who had the place on fire in between the acts. Seen Shaba Ronk, Slick Rick the Ruler came through with a Slick surprise Rick. performance. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Slick Rick the Ruler. Crazy. Um, Don Penn, uh, Junior Reed, Barrington Levy, Cuddy Rank, Supercat. The lineup was crazy. Shout out to Adam Torres concerts, Adam Torres events. And uh, I'm really thrilled to have been able to work the event and to be there and listening to just the sounds, the vibes, a culture that I love so much. Shout out to Jamaica. Shout out to all the Caribbeans and uh, to everybody who took part in this reggae love fest. It was a good vibe all night yo so the universe wanted you to wanted you to be at this show and not only were you just kind of like there to watch you were actually immersed into the show and <sighs> got to got to actually work in it and do something and get paid and um have shaba ranks sweat on you probably I'm sure some it of the sweat I was like Shaba I want to be in your trailer load of girls trailer load trailer load trailer load <laughs> I love this music, Jamie. You know me because you've been in cars with me. You've been in car rides with me. You know that this is like, you know, my playlist has several reggae playlists within my uh, player. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad was this wasn't the saddest day of your life. The reggae references. Somebody, some, what, did I, what have I started here, guys? What have I opened up uh, this Jamaican Pandora's box? Um, but it's so great. It's so great. Keep them coming. Uh, Jamie. Yeah, no. Um, the law of threes. I think I'll stop at three. I think I had three, three of them. Three wow. Ones. Wow. Um, so that's awesome, man. Like, and shout out to Danny Radio Cash. City. Shout yeah, out to Danny Radio Cash. City. Shout oh, out to Radio Danny City. Cash. So you know, like, yes. you know they're doing it big. Yeah, they do the freestyle ones in Radio City as well sometimes. And um, they're not cheap. Like, anytime they try to do, like, any sort of, like, genre from the past and have all the all-stars from that genre do a concert, um, they can they charge... You would think like, oh, this is going to be like a, an affordable con. No, it's like mm -hmm. they're making loot off of this because I think Word. I tried to do the freestyle one in Radio City once. And I was like, this is is this Hamilton or, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, these these ticket prices can be. But, you know, it's worth it when you're there because it's like, you know, every you know, like the words to like most every song you're bugging oh, out. You know what I mean? You're like, it's it's very um, nostalgic, you know? I was dancing with the dreads, holding like camera equipment, holding Ramel's batteries and lights. And I'm like, come over here, Grandpa Dread. Come here. Let's vibe out. Sugar Dugga, whoa, swing. Was Beanie Man, oh. I heard Beanie Man was being very difficult. Um, he was like whining because he wasn't getting like, you know, uh, he didn't get like the, the time slot he wanted. And they were calling him a Beanie Baby. Oh. No? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That was too much. That was too much. Uh... <laughs> Your reggae comedy is is really on point. It's it's on fire. It's more fire. As there was too much say. set up for that one, but whatever. Your um... reggae comedy is blazing. <laughs> no, but that's cool. That's cool. I'm, um, and you know, we have actually 
we don't have a reggae uh, singer on this episode, but we do have a performer that yes. when she gets on stage, she gets everybody's attention. Um, and she recently performed yeah. on a big stage for a big show for our friends over at HBO Max, Entre Nos, you know, those comedy specials. Yeah. Shout out to Viva Productions. So let's get into it. We interview Carmen Morales. You guys got to hear this. This is the part of the show here on Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing. Okay, I know I say that every week. And I know I say the part that I know I say it every week, every week. Okay, this is getting repetitive. I know it's sounding like a broken record, but am I lying? Jamie, am I lying? Our guests are amazing. No, amazing. You're not. Every week it's the same. And they just get more amazing and amazinger. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying. <laughs> There are, there's no fibbing here, people. Okay, you can see her right now on an Entrenos special playing on HBO Max. Please stop your cars, honk your horns, and put your hands together for Carmen Morales! That's what people. You, that's where how drug dealers contact each other in my neighborhood. It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm ready to receive. <laughs> I like that. I guess you can't really like meow loud, right? You can't like do a loud meow. Like, oh, just, sure you can. can't. Oh, that's a cat Ooh. in heat, baby girl. Ow. That's like a cat dog. That's both. Yeah, dog. Two animals together. <laughs> I have to state something for the record, and mm. I have not done the research or the you know the market research to prove this. I think mm. Latinos do the best animal sounds on the planet. Oh, like yeah, we are so. Why are we so good at sound effects? I don't understand. I We're mean, s- some of the animals are wrong. I've never met a, a chick. My grandmother used to go pew pew that the chick would go pew pew, <laughs> but I've never met a chicken, a baby chicken that sounded like pew pew. Like, and also like calling the cat that miso 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 i'm like that sounds that sounds almost like japanese like you know like miso soup like why are you does the cat like tofu why are we miso miso in the cat you are so so accurate carmen (laughs) carmen where is your family from what is your lineage here talk to us about your bloodlines Mm. sure 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 um i didn't know we were we were 23 and me and it already um (laughs) i just met you guys you guys want to get balls deep in my dna all right let's talk about it i guess i want to know all the ancestry uh that you can provide i don't i don't give companies my personal information i don't do that so i don't know how accurate this is i'm just going by my family's word and you know how how accurate that could be but um i am cuban and spain spanish and italian oh wow i love that okay i'm gonna tell you why i asked this because that miso miso thing that's like i thought that was super dominican but you just blew my mind because maybe it's not (laughs) as only dominican as i thought i never Mm. understood the miso thing but yo the cats be responding they do they they understand japanese i guess i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) like is she trying to say mice i like mice is that why you want me are you is that why you're calling me over there (laughs) oh my god my cheeks hurt already would 
are you some kind of comedian or something? Why <laughs> are you so funny? Okay, here at Latinos Out Loud, just so you know, we like to say we move Latinos forward while making them laugh. It's just a mantra of the show. Oh, that's nice. That's you beautiful. Know, it's yes. nice. And we invite guests like you to help us do that, you know? And oh, sure. You're living that message. That is your life. You are a comedian. You have specials. We want to talk about these special specials. One that's very special to us in the room is Entre Nos, okay? We have had yeah. a ton of friends on that show. Um, I got, you know, we know this, the, the contest that's tied to the New York Latino Film Festival that has given opportunities through the guise or under the guise of the Entre Nos umbrella. So we support this platform and Viva Productions wholeheartedly. And I just have to say this before you get into what it was like, you know, doing mm -hmm. the special and stuff. Um, PP, Pussy Power, thank you for representing. <laughs> thank you for representing in what is a male-dominated space stand-up comedy. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're doing it. Tell us and all about it. it. Dude, and I've been doing it so long. Uh, I got to see it uh, have more women. I got to see that progress happen because when I first, like, I've been doing comedy like 15 years. And when I first started, they wouldn't let more than one woman on a show. They were like, mm -hmm. oh, but what if their period sync up? Oh, Oh my God, we can't oh, have more no. than one lady on the show. What would happen? Oh they only talk about the God. same things. They only talk. How would, how would we be able to make that? Like, it, it, would be, it would be heresy. It would be an abomination. Wow. <laughs> so it's nice that over the last 15 years, they let, uh, they let us talk to each other now. Now we're allowed to speak Ooh. to each other. It's big. It's big. And, and the same thing goes with. Dude, and the same thing goes with, with Latinos, too. They, they would only put one black person, one Latin person. Like, it was always, like... And that's one of the things I love about Viva Pictures and I love about Entrenos is they're, uh, they're progressive in the sense that it's not just... Um, like all Latinos are the same, you know, because yeah. that's the other thing that's been so big in entertainment is just as like it's it's only like I don't know if they watched Cheech and Chong and then they just thought that was all Hispanic, people, like all yeah. Latin people. And they were just but like they did like, you know, that's the thing I love about them is like, no, no, there's different kinds in there. There, There's differences in culture. And like I, uh, I have this joke. I'm not going to do the joke, but I have this joke where I talk about how. I always know when white dudes have dated a type of Hispanic lady because they learn that there's another kind of Latin person. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, oh shit, you know they don't all eat tacos? Like, no, motherfucker, they don't all eat tacos. Some of them don't even fuck with tacos at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I loved about this is like is the producers, Victor and Edwin, they're they're progressive because they want diversity of thought too. like, did you know, did you know there's Latin nerds? Yeah, there's yeah. Latin nerds. and It's not all refried and it's not all like we all we all do the same thing. It's not all the same jokes. Like we don't all have the same experience. And that's something that I think is so beautiful. Like we're being able to represent way more of us because there's so fucking many of us like yeah. you guys can talk about this whole black and white shit but we're the ones that's going to take over this country Maria like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah. takeover get ready we mobilizing <laughs> and like the most chill but are like gozando también you know what I mean like we're, we're going to dance our way into the majority you know we're, we're going to conga line our way yeah. in you know what I'm saying everybody grab yeah. hips hey two inches higher watch yourself yeah. okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I've loved I loved being part of uh, the Entrenos family for sure. Like they um, they get it, and it's been so nice. Like a lot of times you don't really get to pick because you know I've had other opportunities to like do something 
that would have elevated my career. And I just really didn't, it just really didn't, I didn't want to because I didn't like how they ran their operation and shit, yeah. how they thought about things. And so, um, I, I mean, I was there when this started, when Antreno started, I was there, I was part of the pilot when they were pitching it to HBO. And so, Dope. um, to see the growth that they've had over the last five, six years, it's been amazing to see, you know, and, uh, and I, and I'm honored to be part of it. And I, and I, um, and I hope I hope you guys enjoy it. Like I feel, I felt really good about it, and it, there was a very much a, a, an un, uncut gems montage of things that went wrong up until we started filming. There was plenty of like I had to pull a needle out of my foot. I had to like my, I didn't have I didn't have a dress to wear until like six fifteen when we started filming at seven. Oh, like no. there was I did there was a per, there wasn't a person to do my like all all these things everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, and then it all worked out in the end, and it all came out beautifully, and it looks. good good and we shot it at the chelsea music hall in new york city and it was a gorgeous venue oh my god it was a gorgeous venue open bar the audience was super fun oh it was a delight it was a delight of an event like they and they did it right it wasn't too big of a venue sometimes people especially comedians like they think that bigger is better but i I disagree in the sense that I like a little intimacy, yeah. you know, um, especially when you're talking about more vulnerable things or being on, you know, talking about yourself being honest, stuff like that. Like you can kind of feel that energy resonating in the audience against you. And I liked and I liked that. And we were close, you know, we were pretty close up so i liked how it felt it was probably like 120 uh you know but everybody was in on it everybody was part like in on having a good time and that's ultimately what i mean after coming out of the pandemic that's all i want dude is i just want to bring joy like the world is shitty enough i, I don't get fuck off like i just want people <laughs> to have you know what i'm saying i just want people to have what i've always wanted you know just laugh eat a sandwich get finger bang take a nap that's all you really need you <laughs> know it sounds it, it, heavenly yes that's all, you know, so I just want to be the laugh part of it, you know? <laughs> sounds... You make your own sandwich. <laughs> make me one while you're at it. If you're already in the kitchen, make me a sandwich too. But uh, yeah, so it was, it was, it was really lovely how it all turned. And, and I liked how it turned out. Like um, it, it, <clears throat> the sound and it looks good and the venue, the whole thing, like um, it's cool. And it's also, that's the other thing too, is like they were super hands-on and wanting our input and our feedback and they like cared what the artists thought like all of that stuff is super not common a lot of times a lot of times you just don't even know how it's going to look like until it comes out and they don't give a shit what you think but they mm. you know HBO and, and and Viva Pictures like they were they cared they cared about what we thought and that's so nice it's so nice in an industry that usually doesn't give a shit about you so it's like it was beautiful and um and I liked it and I and I got to give my feedback and stuff and it was it was so amazing it was so amazing I would do it again without question so um I hope people like it you know anytime you put anything out this is my first big thing I've ever put out like there's been little things you know that have been this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me so I do hope people like it I do (laughs) how did you go about assembling you know such a big show how Mm -hmm. did you go about assembling your set list you know is are you taking a lot of your best of stuff are you sprinkling some new things in there and 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 you know going to the clubs and and trying that out like what is mm-hmm. what's your strategy for like this is a big show i got to kill this show 
Right. Yeah. Well, every, everybody got a, has a different approach. So that's the cool thing about stand-up yeah. is there is no right or wrong way to do this, right? Um, I'm kind of a, a stand-up purist in the sense that I think the most important thing is your hour, right? So I have an hour that is ready to be produced right now. All the bits, all the jokes, I know what I would do. I'd probably like think about tags and stuff, and punch things up. So I have an hour that I didn't want to touch, right? And um, so then I was like, okay, well, I have this much material left over. How would I do that in a shorter a shorter time frame, right? So I would take jokes and then try to, you know, make a through line, kind of take the audience on like a little bit of journey, a little, little bit of establishing who I am and then how I think or why I think the way that I think. And that was kind of my approach for this, you know. And well, there is a one of the cardinal rules is you're not supposed to do new jokes for something like this, but I still did. Right. I came up with a joke. I think it was the day before I woke up and thought of something funny and I had um, I had my friend Katie come out and she was like with me through this whole uh, insane process and I was like, you think that's funny? She's like, yeah, that's really funny. I was like, I'm going to throw it in there. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. In there. And I did, and it worked out well. And, you know, and it, <laughs> I always uh, I always do things like that that are super high risk, high reward. And um, so for me, it was a combination of things. It was a combination of things that were uh, prepared out methodically and things that I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm doing that too. And um, I got to the comedy cellar, let me run my set before – um, the show that and there's this really cool show in Brooklyn uh, called Comedians You Should Know and they let me run my set so I wanted I... to do it yeah I wanted to do my show in New York before I filmed it you know because I hadn't I hadn't been to New York since March of 2020 I hadn't been there since literally the week everything shut down wow. so um yeah so I was it had been two years since I'd been there and you know things changed <laughs> in two yeah, years yeah, yeah. so I wanted to get a feel for it so that's like I did a couple of sets around town and then um, you know, that after the set at the cellar, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm, I, I feel good about this is going to be fun, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so it was a combination of all those things. It was a combination of like, uh, planning things out, uh, you know, putting thought into it. And then also, eh, see if this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're at the point in your comedy career like that, that. You know, yeah, something, know some, yeah, you know your sense of humor. Like, yes. it's not, there's not yeah. gonna be, you know, crickets for anything. Like, if mm-hmm. some of the crowd gets something, something, no, but you know that is funny. So, right, at that right. point, you're like, yeah, no, let's, let's try it, let's see. But, um, it, it, you, you know, you're past the point of like, is this gonna even be, is anyone gonna find this funny? Like, there's gonna be, <laughs> you know, the bartender's right. gonna be laughing at, you know what I mean? Like, there's gonna be someone laughing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's open bar. So <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that helps. <laughs> Um, before we head out of here, Carmen, I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about your road. How did you get here and how did you one day discover that you were going to make money from your funny? Um, well, I mean, I was kind of lucky like when, you know, cause I'm pretty charming and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm a, and I'm a good time fun. You know, people like fun and that's kind of what I've, I've always been pushing that even before I did stand up. I've always, you know, making a server laugh or a barista trying to brighten everybody's day. That's always been my thing, you know? So you do light um, up a zoom room. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. <laughs> Look at how much brighter it so is. A, I, I'm so glowing I'm off you of your brightness. It's rooms, amazing. Zoom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do that in any room. Zoom or otherwise. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for that. I like, yeah, I, you know, it's a, it matters. It matters to me, you know? So, um, I, 
for me, it, it was like I, I started in Orlando, Florida, and um, the the biggest thing that I saw from when I started is people doing it everywhere. There were these guys that were just traveling the country doing stand up, and that just seemed so insane to me, so like a foreign concept to me. And uh, and I was like, oh, I want to be funny everywhere. I want to do that. I want to be funny everywhere. So my motivation to do stand up was never like you know, money or fame or hoes or whatever, any of the, a lot of motivating factors for a lot of these people. It was, I just wanted to be one of the best ever. I want to be able to make everybody in the world laugh, you know, and, uh, which is a ridiculous thing, you know, uh, but I did. And then I started doing it. And I think I was, I was probably, I started doing it for like two years. And then I took a year off cause I was super sad. And then I started doing it again and I never stopped up until the pan. I think the longest I, before the pandemic, I think the longest I'd ever stopped doing stand up was maybe for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, I am a bitch. Like mm-hmm. I am definitely one of those people that's, I have to do this. It's not like, Oh, I guess I do stand up too. No, yeah. I fucking need it, you know? And, uh, that's what keeps me balanced. I found a thing that works for me and this is it. You know, and um, so I did. I started doing it professionally probably like three years in. And, um, I, I, you know, and then for like six years, I lived on the road, touring full time, didn't live anywhere, would pick up my mail once a year at my mom's house, didn't pay rent, was just moving around the, living out of my Saturn, you know, paying 250 a gallon for rent, you know, and I'm charming and fun and nobody thinks I'm a rape, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rape anybody. So I'm, people (laughs) open their homes to you, you know, you hang out with people and it's not that difficult. So, uh, Airbnb, stuff like that. And, uh. You know, you do it for that long and without a net, without any other option, when all of your eggs are in this basket. You, I mean, I've always kind of been that way. I was the only girl golfer on an all-guy team. I was the only chick that, you know, I was constantly being a, a, a person um I was by myself, you know, yeah. so this, this wasn't that different. Like it wasn't that weird or difficult to me because I'd already lived my life that way, you yeah. know? And, um, then I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. I came out to Los Angeles and that's where I met these guys. And this is like, this has been a really, um, a really beautiful, like beginning of all of the hard work I've kind of put up into this point. So it's been mm. awesome. I love that so much. Is Thanks your middle name Perseverance? Us. Carmen Perseverance Morales because it would suit her real well I was going to say either Perseverance or Sunshine Carmen Sunshine Morales I like that yes because I'm getting a lot of sunshine from Carmen (laughs) one of my best friends uh, Ricky Reyes always used to call me a fucking ray of sunshine because he was like a grumpy grumpy dude you know and he was just so here comes Carmen the fucking ray of sunshine you know like he was mildly annoyed by it but he loved that I was around you know (laughs) that is lovely Carmen, please tell everybody where they can see this special and how they can follow you. Absolutely. CarmenMorales.com for all of your Carmen Morales needs. Um, please go to HBO Max, search Entrenos, search Carmen Morales. Uh, it's me and my friend Alfred Robles. We both do 15s. And uh, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, uh, I'm really happy about it. And I hope uh, people enjoy it. Um, and it, yeah, so it's streaming right now. You know, if you don't got if you don't got the money to buy HBO Max, use you, you know use your ex's login. They don't get it. <laughs> right. You know, right. Use somebody else's. Ask a friend. Watch it at someone's house. You know, put it on for your dog. I don't care. But please, I need the views. Please watch because that's the only thing that matters. We'll <laughs> figure it out. Hit us up. Slide in one of our DMs. If you don't have access, 
Frank knows a guy or Jamie or I. <laughs> I'm we'll barring someone else's, so I don't know. If I, I have to ask them permission, you know. We'll, fig- but, we'll figure it out. But hit us up. Let's support our girl, Carmen yes. Morales. And shout out to everybody over at Viva, Victor and Ed. We've been supporting them. They've been supporting us for a while now. And we love what they're doing, just elevating the voices, uh, the funny voices of the Latino community. So shout out to them. And to you too, mija. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on the show. Thank and you so much for having me. Nuestra casa es tu casa. So please Gracias. come back whenever you can to shout us out and let us know what Absolutely. you got going on. And best of luck to you, mija. Keep it Thank up. Thank you. You guys, too. Thanks for being badass. You guys are super fun. Thanks, Carmen. One time for Carmen Morales. (laughs) 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 (
We're on the twits. We're on the faces. We're everywhere. Okay. And please also follow me personally at Rachel La Loca. I want to shout out my boy, Frank. We had a great time this weekend. We're going to recap what we did on next week's episode. Um, We missed you, Jamie. It was a nice outing road trip. Uh, We'll recap for you when he's back. And also want to shout out again, Adam Torres concerts and Corinne and everybody over there who showed us love and had Ramel and I working over the weekend and enjoying the beautiful sounds of reggae. Check them out. They have wonderful events. They've got a big salsa concert coming up with Victor Manuel in La India and a bunch of other great artists on the bill. And uh, give us a call. No big whoop. 978-LATINOS. We have a phone number. Um, And that's really all I've got. So thanks for rocking out with us. Leave us a review. Give us some stars. And thank you for listening. On that note, we out! Shabba!